Welcome to our PNU District Saratoga Best. We are learning about miracles, transformation of France, no, transformation of Gullus to Gaula, of darkness to light, which this is the Indian of Hanukkah, but we're learning about it from the point of view of France. And as we said at the beginning, the Ovadia says, this Gullus, which is depicted by the country of France, for all the reasons that we said in the other Shiurim, um, ultimately it has a total transformation. When you see that, you understand that the Gullus has turned to Gaula. When you see the transformation of France, when you see the transformation of the deepest darkness to the deepest light, then you understand that we've, we're, we've switched over from Gullus to Gaula, and we're in the process of the switchover. The truth is that this very moment as we speak, it's starting in two minutes. They're going to be lighting the menorah at the Brandenburg Gate in Berlin, I guess, which was the place of pretty, probably the most horrific stuff that ever happened in Jewish history, in, in Nazi times, in Mashamam, and they're going to light the menorah. So there you go. Actually, those two countries represent um, the deepest gullus. In a way, you could say France is more connected to the heart, and Germany is more connected to the mind. Um, the Germans, everything was very cold intellect, right? Absolutely cold intellect. And um, and we could say, and, and, and because of the coldness of intellect, one is able, capable of doing such intense evil as the Holocaust, Rahman Muslim, because the intellect is cold. So... The, the bad news is when it's cold, it can do that. It can justify the most unspeakable, hum, uh, unspeakable Holocaust, Rahman Islam. On the other hand, because the intellect is cold, it can disconnect from the emotion and lots of things, including um, we may not be really the best people or the most refined people, but we can know these secrets, <laughs> which is good news for us, given as we're going into Gaula that our mind will go ahead of us, which seems, perhaps, to be the plan of the altar ever. That if you're going to wait for us to be the most perfect, best, wonderful, incredible, giving human beings in the whole world, um, if it depended on that, the Google could have come already thousands of years ago, because they were really amazingly good people. But somehow, for a vision of Google, you need to have your mind disconnected from your heart and be able to envision in your mind and, and um, grasp in your mind a gu'ula that's way beyond what your heart can grasp. You need, to be, you need to be able to literally go into a completely different space, see it, experience it, understand it, taste it from an intellectual point of view. I think that if the heart were completely connected to the, the, the head completely, you wouldn't be able to do that. You would... I would say what we would see is people learning deep my marm and learning very deep, incredible concepts and not letting themselves understand them. Because they're, imagine this, and I think many people suffer from that. They could understand deep concepts of what's going on in the heavenly realms and what Gaula will be like and what's going on deep within the workings of life as we see it today. And yet, when somehow they're sitting and learning a mimer and they can't grasp the idea. And my so my hypothesis is, why not? Because something in their heart says, who am I to go to that place in my mind if I'm such a low life? 
If I'm not a tzaddik on the level of Avram Avinu, if I'm not a tzaddik on the level of Meishar Avinu, then why should I be allowed to understand these concepts? That's just my instinct, but that's what goes on in people's subconscious. But Meishar Avinu, he was, his heart was good, he was a tzaddik, his midas were good, and his mind was expansive, and he was allowed to learn these deepest secrets of Taira because he was a good person. He was a tzaddik. A tzaddik is allowed, classically that's the way it was, a tzaddik is allowed to learn and is given access to these intimate secrets of Hashem that simple people were not allowed to. So I'm just telling you that I believe, I, 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 I sense in people that feeling of, I could understand this, but something in me says, you're not a great enough person in your midos to allow yourself to understand that and grasp it. And you're afraid to do it? Oh, you don't want to be disconnected, right, and you're afraid to do it. You don't want to be a plain old Joe who uh, is jealous of the guy with the fancy car while you know the deepest, most intimate secrets of Hashem from deep Sassidus. It feels like it's, a, it's, a, it's an immoral kind of a person. It's a, it's a, it's a disgusting kind of a person who knows such incredible private things about Hashem, but he's jealous of the guy with the big car. So it feels so sleazy that many people will not let themselves do that. Comes along Hashem and Hashem says, we're going to disconnect the mind from the heart enough that makes the intellect cold enough that it actually can just go off on its own. Like, okay, bro, you stay where you are. I'm going off into the, into the deepest realm. So, anyway, that's just my thought. So, um, and only now have we come to the point where um, we're allowed to, you know, we're, 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 we're given the, not only permission, but the, uh, we have the obligation to explore those deepest things. Deepest, my marm. And nobody asks you when you sit down to learn for a midos check. When you open up a saver, or even if you sit at a, let's say you go to a shear and the teacher is there, no one is asked to, to fill out, before you sit down here, to fill out um, a, a form signing that you, you showed good meetups this morning. Nobody asks you. Nobody says, you know, how do you speak to your friends today? How do you speak to your sister today? Uh, if good, you're allowed to say. If not good, you're not allowed. Nobody asks that. So that means that the rebellion are saying, we can go off in these realms, and yet they can be disconnected. Now, that's the good part. So the bad part was exemplified by Germany. Oh, we're saying about the Brandenburg Gate. It's lighting as we speak. Then there's France. France is all heart. France is all emotion. Um, so we could say that the Lumazde of Chabad, uh, the Lumazde of, of, of Germany is Chabad Chassid, perhaps, the intellect. And the Lu'umas there of Chagas which is about your feelings and your midas, is France, where it's all about, that's why there's so much opposite of Sneas in France, because everybody feels what they feel, you know, and they just pursue their feelings. So we have these, these two places, and somehow we're going to say that they're both the epitome of the deepest gullus, but the really deepest spiritual gullus is expressed by France. And we've been saying that for the past few days. And um, 
in the purification process of the lowest world, we said there are two ways. One is to purify the lowest world, but it still remains a low world. And the other way is you reveal the essence of this lowest world, and then it becomes one with the highest world. That, and that we see in French, Sarfa. Sarfa is from the word Sirif, which means the Sirif, the Birif, the Zifif, the connecting, the purification, the cleansing, the elevation of the lowest part. As it says, Yisparu, Yislabnu, Yisarfu Rabbi, Sarfu, Yisarfu, Sarfa. So the Geula comes through the complete Birif and Sirif of the whole world. And not only that, Sorfas, as we know, is the Gematria 770. The fullness of the number 7, as it is included in 10, 10 times 7 is 70, times 10, and included in 100, 770. And that, and in this number, and the word Sorfas is emphasized the mirror of the whole world that's created, that, that was created with seven, in the seven days since Shivi and the Yabinian. And not only that, 770 is the number of the house, the show of the Rebbe Rayat, the Rebbe and the, Rebbe, the sixth Lubavitcher Rebbe and the seventh, where he lived, um, the Friedrich Rebbe lived here, was here in the last ten years of his thirty years of his Messias and the last ten years of his life in this world. And so, and this is all hinted at in um, the higher meaning, the higher explanation of how you purify something. Meaning, um, Take, when you take uh, uh, the lowest world, it remains low relative to the higher world. You take the physical world, you purify it. It still is a physical world. It's not a spiritual world. But imagine you take the lowest place and you reveal the essence in it. So um, uh, we're talking about 770 being a place of the essence, the home of the Sidarenu the source of Avatsamayana in the entire world. And that and it, and and not only that, it continues. Remember we said that we go to a place, Jews are spread out all over the world, and they settle in those places in order and they use out the customs in a positive way in order to reveal the essence of that place. Which the essence of each and every place is really Holiness, Hashem. And not only that, we reveal the essence of every single very low place to such an extent that once you, once you uncover the essence of it, it becomes independent in Paramitsus and it becomes a place that is shining, even though before that it was a place that was very dark. As we say, right as we, we can't watch it now because I'm either on the phone or I'm on the phone, but at this moment, if they're lighting the Menaira, in at Brandenburg Gate, that is a very, very, very dark place. And that's why really we understand it was created for the Menaira to be lit from it. It's not that it was created for the darkness. And now we even get to light the Menaira. It was clearly created for light. How darkness attached itself to it, I don't know, maybe because it has such potential for light. But when a place becomes independently luminous, for instance, somebody who doesn't know about the Holocaust and they see them lighting the Menorah in Brandenburg Gate, for instance, I didn't know what that gate was. So if I see them lighting the Menorah there and say, oh, nice, I have no 
recognition that it had a connection to darkness. So when we heal Mitzios and Matzmusa, the, um, the existence of something is from its very essence and from Hashem's essence, because it's taking itself from, it's, something is coming from Hashem's very essence, Mitzusa, um, we're talk, talking about something coming from a place that has no beginning, no end. It's Hashem's very essence. Once you're tuning into that dot in everything, everything turns around and becomes transformed very quickly. So, in order to achieve the mirror, the purification of the very lowest places, as we said, you need a special kayach. The kayach of the essence of Hashem. Um, because when you're on the level of revelation, when uh, in the place of revelation, there's a difference between upper and lower, good and bad. You know, revel- a, re- a place where things are revealed. This is revealed good. This is revealed bad. So what do you do with such a place? You know, where you're looking at how it looks. This place looks good. This place looks bad. How much godliness can you bring to such a place? You need to, in a place, in a, with, in a reality where this looks good and this looks bad. This is a good thing. This is a good place. This is a bad place. How much can you bring godliness to that place? Usually, only the places that want it. The bad places don't want it, do they? No, they don't. However, if you touch the essence of each of those places, which is above Elion and Tafsim, above higher and lower, then you can even, with that thought, make every single place a keli, a vessel, for the highest light. And that's the way it is in, this, in what we're talking about here. In 770, let's say, and France, Dafka in the lowest place is revealed the essence that achieves the purification of the whole world. So now, We'll understand. The Shrein is the mirror of the entire world of the Gula. We said the Redeemers will go up to Hartzion. They will judge Har Esav. And we've been saying Esav is judging other Esavs and working to fix him, which is a miracle. And ultimately, the whole kingdom will belong to Hashem. How do you do it? How is it done in the world? How is Hashem going to do it? It actually is all connected to the bearer, the purification of Sarfat, of friend. So purifying the whole world and Asaph, and Asaph bringing himself to Chuba and bringing his, fixing up his brothers, his other Asaph brothers, all filters through this point, this central, central core point of friends. In two ways, two ways. Why? Number one, the lowest of the low spiritually. And so, what's achieved through it? If you're going to, if you're lifting up the lowest, the lowest of the low, then you lift up everything above it. You know, you lift up a table. So you go underneath the legs, not underneath the tabletop. If you go underneath the tabletop and lift up, what if it's not very strong? It might, you might leave the, lift up the tabletop and the legs fall off. In order to lift up the whole table, you have to go underneath the legs. In order to lift up the entire world, you have to go underneath the lowest of the low. 
Um, and that's what we see in the word sarpa, from the word siruf and biru, purification. Lift up, purify, clean up the mess in the lows and the lows. And then the other point is, in the biru of sarpa, of France, which is Gematria 770, we also hint at the revelation that gives the kayas to purify everything. So within that place, and within Sarfa and 770, there is kayas to purify all places and all things in a way that in every single place we bring the revelation of the essence. So two things. Number one, you go to the lowest place, and in the lowest place you find the best goodies. The essence of Hashem. And then you shine that essence of Hashem on everything else, and boom, everything turns light. So in order to make it this, so says the Rebbe, in order to make this easier for Yidin to understand, we saw a wondrous thing recently. Um, going to see here. So there's a wondrous thing that happens that we can see with our own eyes in this purification and transformation in the country of France, of Sofa. And this is an answer, by the way, to those people who say, come on, you see miracles in these days. Where do you see miracles? Come on. So here it says that is an example, is an example of, of a miracle, um, of a miracle that um, we can see in, in today's life. We know that every single country has its nigun, its uh, song, the song that belongs to that country. And every country has its flag, except for Canada that didn't have its own flag for many years, and we finally got one. So (laughs) with this song that belongs to this national anthem, you sing it at every gathering, you know, where everybody gets together and all the big shots get together, and that's what you sing, that song. And so, and obviously this song comes from a very high source. It comes from the Sire of the Mileage. It comes from its, its uh, angel, so to speak, above. And especially when we're, you know, so it has a very high source. And especially when we're speaking about the Nigun of Sorophyte, of France, we know that it, when did it come about? During the French Revolution. It seems that there was a, an obscure French soldier, no one even knew who he was, just plain old guy who, middle of the night, the tune was going through his head, he woke up, he started to sing it to people, they started to sing it, I guess it got to Napoleon, and they took it on, he took it on as his victory song. He sensed that there was a victory tune, there was an energy of victory in this tune of Napoleon's Nigun, and he took it on. And this soldier who um, heard the song, who sang the song, never came up with a song again. He wasn't a wasn't particularly a musical guy. He wasn't a writer of songs. This is the one and only time he's sleeping, the tune is going through his head, he sings it, they use it, boom. Mystic goes back, fades back into the woodwork. So, just sent miraculously from Hashem. So, according to according to the deeper aspect, we know that every single country, great country, has its star Lamaila, has its angel above, and that, and that, and its star, its angel above, is also connected with the nigun, the song of the country, which was chosen for that country. 
of as we see about the Nugunim of Yishmael and Edom. With Yishmael, the Nugunim are are very kind of dark and depressing, um, and Edom, it's more cheery kind of thing, cheery like you know these trumpet playing national French uh, American songs, etc. Because each one is connected to its its nation, what their essence is. So says the Rebbe. Several years ago, and it's, here the Rebbe is going to speak about the transformation of the song. Several years ago, the Sidon began to sing the song of France, the Nigun of the Revolution, with the words Haderes Ramuna Lachayalamin. Now, <laughs> this happened in Kostaira in the year Tavshin Lamadalid, 1973. And, of course, it wasn't just that Chassidim started to sing it, that the Rebbe started to sing it, and the French Chassidim were shocked out of their minds because they couldn't figure out why the Rebbe singing in 770 was it French National Anthem or Napoleon's March. I guess French National Anthem. What is going on? I can't sing it here now. But let's just say this. There's a famous vart that a peasant, the Valshemtov met a peasant, peasants were singing the song, a tune, the peasants, the Balshemtov gave him a coin and said, sing it again, sang it again. Balshemtov gave him another coin, sing it again, he sang it again. And they went on and on and on until the peasants couldn't remember the tune. Why not? The Balshemtov had taken it away from the realm of Klipa, bought it, purchased it from the realm of Klipa to the realm of Kedusha, and therefore, when it was fully purchase was gone, no longer was in the hands of this peasant. Same thing with the peasant who composed in the middle of the night, who came up with this tune that became French National Anthem. Once he, once he sang it to somebody else, he lost it. So what happened at that moment on Simchus Taira, Tafshin Lamedal, when the Rebbe began to sing the Sukhidim? Followed to sing the French national anthem with the words of Haderes Ramuna, Lachaya Lamin. Well, obviously, it's now no longer going to belong to the unholy forces. And we're talking about France. So it's the lowest of the low, the most unholy, the most spiritual, the spiritually lowest place. And here the Nasia there is coming along and, of course, and he spent time living in France, which is significant clearly achieving what needed to be achieved before those years, during the November, I guess in the 40s. So, um, so the rather had a connection to France and, and did what he needed to do there. As soon as this nigun was taken away and purchased, bought, taken away from France and brought into Kedusha, what happened? A wondrous thing happened. And here the Rebbe said, if you're wondering, are there miracles? Here it is. The country of France changed their nigun, the song, their national anthem. And they actually didn't know why. In fact, here it says, several months after singing Hader Ramuna in that year, what did France do? They changed the, the beat, the text of the, a few stanzas. Of, of this. They didn't completely change the song, just small parts of it. And they said, well, it was, when somebody called, I think, the embassy, they said, really? Uh, I don't know. Let's look into it. No one thought about it. 
Only the higher up thought about it. And so someone really did, after learning this sikha called the embassy, and the embassy said, oh, yeah, I guess so. Why did you change a couple of words and a couple of phrases and notes? Because of covet. I guess it was very uh, a bloodthirsty kind of a song, and they changed a couple of the words and a couple of the notes. Um, and interestingly, then, in the year Tuxin Mem Aleph, 1981, then the French government changed it back, changed the Nigun back to the original one. So we're talking about from 1973 to 1981. It was about seven years that what needed to be done was done. Now, really, in those years, France became a place of holiness after it was the death of unholiness for so many centuries. Well, what do you mean? Well, how? how? What do you mean? Kedusha took its main nigun, its main song, took it over, and now it, it robbed that country of the forces that made it unholy. And so much, and it, it took things out, and the, everything the legs that the country's unholiness were standing on started to collapse, crumble. Well, says the Rebbe, the reason that this song was taken, older Hasidim say that after the Nigan was transformed to Kedusha, the Tsar above felt, Francis, the Tsar of France felt, um, that there's a change. And so the government suddenly felt something's happening. They didn't know what, so they had to change it because of the feeling that now that the Nigun belonged to Kedusha, and of course none of this was conscious on the part of the French government, now that the Nigun belonged to Kedusha, now that it was a Chassidish Nigun, that they sing by Chassidish for Brennan, and, and also for Brennan in France, the Kleeper of France felt like, well, this one doesn't have anything to do with me, I guess I better let it go, because the Kleepers in France could not the unholy forces in France could not relate, could not have any connection to this song anymore, so it let it go. And so in this we see the change from one extreme to the other that was done in this generation since the generation of the Alpine. Meaning, we took the Nigun and transformed it to Kedusha, Haderes Muna, and really Kedusha, Haderes Muna, Rechai talking about Muna and eternal life, etc., and the glory, the glory of Chayra, the glory of Hashem, the moon and Hashem, eternal life, all of this, everything that's the opposite of what France is all about. And we sing it, like Chassidisha for Brangham, where we're Ma'ar, people in Tara Nitzis, to such an extent that there are some people who never knew that it belonged to France. They just think that it's always been a Chassidisha Nigun. Um, and they think from time to time there are new Hasidic Nagunim that come out, and they, lots and lots of people have no idea where it came from. Um, so, let's see what it says here in the foot, footnotes. So, all of this happened, this change, this purchasing this song, taking it into Kedusha happened during the compass of Simplus Pirate Lamadam. And the same thing with Napoleon's march. As it says in Sefer Tzichotashim Gimel, that the Alter Rebbe wanted to hear the march that they were, that the French army was singing as they were going into Russia. Remember we said, in the year 1812, we said yesterday, the year 1812, Napoleon decided 
he needs to conquer Russia. That was the big fish. And then he'll really have the whole world. So what did he do? He took his army, as he said yesterday. He marched into Russia. Uh, yeah, into Russia. That was his defeat. But before he had his defeat, he was singing this neighborhood. And the Alter Rebbe sent people to go and hear what they were singing. And when the tune, when the Hasidim came back and sang the tune, the, sang the French army's tune to the Alter Rebbe, as we said, the Alter Rebbe was stark by Zvekut, and great Zvekut, great, great meditative cleaving to Hashem. And in the end, he picked up his head and said, Saif kal Saif yedidanasa. In the end, this will be a victory for holiness. Um, so, do we see miracles today? Yes, we do. To such an extent, as of that, um, no, so here's the question, sorry. Why are we speaking about this? Um, Okay, why are we speaking about this now? And especially, Ashkafid could say, that yeah, we're not into miracles, these are very external things, we have to really, you know, do deeper things, are going to be showing miracles? But number one, we're in this verse, going into the days of Hanukkah, and Hanukkah is all about publicizing the miracles. And so even though maybe the rest of the year you can say we don't do these showy things like putting a big emphasis on, on miracles, but on Hanukkah, we do. Hanukkah is all about Pirsumenita, publicizing the miracles. And not only that, recognizing and giving Sheva praise to Hashem on the miracles that he does, although classically in older generations we did not focus on miracles, but today... It is an Indian that is Nagaya to Bias Mashiach the King of Bagula Mitasashlema. As it says, Hashem wanted to make Chizkiya Mashiach. And the Mida of Din said, Hashem, Chizkiya, Chizkiyahu, King Chizkiyahu, you did all these miracles for him. You saved him from Sancheret. You healed him from his illness. And he did not publicize your miracles. He didn't sing Shira to you. So from that we understand that today we've come to the point as the Rebbe is telling us, that to bring the Gu'ula, the Avaita has changed to the necessity to publicize miracles. So, from this we understand. Here we are, waiting, waiting for Gu'ula. We have to be involved more and more in publicizing miracles. The miracles that Hashem does for us, for Kali Yisrael, for each one of us, with the knowledge that's connect, that it's connected to the Gula. And especially through Hanukkah, we want to use these days, this the Hanukkah, and to make Fabrainim, each one in place, uh, in the days of Hanukkah, to speak words of Tyre, Niglas Tyre, Panimus Tyre, to take on good Hachlatis in a way that more and more and more, to speak about by Yamam Hengiz what happened in those days and what's happening today, in, in terms of miraculous things. And everything, and when we're speaking about France, so here it says, the Rebbe, here in 770, at that time, there was a 
group of Yidden who came from France for Shabbos. And especially they're involved in good things, like building maestas in France and printing farms, etc. So surely this will add more Hatzlacha in the things they're involved with. And we should say L'chaim with, with them. And also, over here in today, here we also find a group from Canada, really a group from Quebec, obviously, who have a connection and had a connection to France. Once had a connection to France, yes, you remember very well. And and so let's lay, say L'chaim together because this will hasten the process. He that this viewer, this transformation of France, together with the full Avaida viewer, the purification of the whole world, should bring the the reality of the Golos Achel Hazeli Yisrael at surface. That this Golos for the Jews that went that began and went all the way down to France to that low level. What will be? Yeshua is already negative. We will inherit the plains of the negative. And the redeemers will go up to Hartzion to judge her Asab, the Hashem and Rucha, Asab will be judged, judged, and as we see, judge himself and judge each other. And so that we will ask each other, are you in with Hashem Khadish Mayakat? And then we finish with the Birchat Achaydish, the Namar Amin. And the, at that point, the guest from France says Lachayim, and they say, Naderos Ramuna Lachayalamin. And in the middle of the Nigun, the Rebbe, um, the Rebbe indicated with his hand that they should whistle. And as it says, that Hashem will whistle to gather you all, whistle to all of us to gather us all from all four corners of the world. May we see ourselves already gathering with the transformed France, as you say, when we see trans, France transformed from a place that was the most horrifically against Kedusha to a place now that is full of yeshivas, full of sperm, full of Yidden keeping permissive, full of tshuva, full of life, with the heart, the, the passion of France being devoted to Tyrannitzus, and it has become a center. It has become an independent center, so that not only does it finally receive holiness, but it sends out holiness to the entire world. This has to be for us a dogma of every, anything that we see in life today that is dark and unreceptive. It ultimately, and please God, immediately, will become a little more receptive, a little more, a little more fully receptive, then fully activated, then become a source of light that then influences the original place. And every, we have to picture Every drop of darkness that we encounter becoming what it was created to be a source of light, like the Hanukkah Menaira and the days of Hanukkah, the darkness shines, the light within the darkness shines, and shines the deepest light that lights up the world forever and ever and ever. 
and never ends. May we find ourselves in the Gula in the third base, and may just seeing that Hanukkah Menaira in France immediately now.